Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you today? Uh, So we've been talking about networking all this month, and today I want to talk about places to network and how to maximize those. So we're going to specifically talk about networking events today as opposed to kind of one-on-one networking meetings that you set up with somebody. So, so far I've talked about why networking is so stinking important. If you haven't listened to that one, be sure to. And last week I talked about how most people go about networking, which I call the Tommy Gun approach, versus how I teach networking, which I call the bow and arrow approach. So today let's talk about these places that you can network. And I'm hoping that some of these are things that you hadn't thought about. You hadn't viewed these you either didn't know about them or you just didn't think about them as, hey, I could network for a new job at, in these environments. So I've got 13 of them and there are plenty more, but these were the 13 that I came up with. So number one is one of my absolute favorites because I have seen people get jobs at them and it is Chamber of Commerce networking events. So any organiza- any community that you belong to, any, any city of any size is, is going to have a chamber of commerce. Some larger cities will have multiple chambers of commerce. And one of their biggest kind of purposes is providing networking opportunities so that business can be conducted. But also job search can be conducted. And as I said, I took someone to a chamber of commerce meeting way back when I lived in Georgia uh, she was a, maybe a graduating student at the university I was working at, I think, or I, didn't, I think she was my intern. And she got a job offer. Um, she got an interview for that day. Like they wanted to meet with her later that afternoon and she got the job. So it, it does work. Um, now, in other episodes, I've talked about kind of the mechanics of how to do this networking. But today, I really just want to focus in on the places So Chamber of Commerce networking events is number one. So really anything that the chamber puts on. So even if it's like an educational forum, there's still great networking opportunities, anything attached to the Chamber of Commerce. Number two would be civic club meetings. And I love these for networking because there's such a cross section of business leaders at these. So I'm talking about Qantas and Rotary and any other kind of civic organizations, the JCs, those kinds of things. So those are clubs that you have to be a member of, but you can go as a guest, either as a guest of someone or just as a visitor with, you know, you don't have to be attached to anybody. So you can go online and find out where the, um, the Kiwanis and the Rotary meetings in your city meet and what day and time. And um, maybe if you do a little bit more digging, maybe you go to their Facebook page or their website, you can find out whether it is a smaller or a larger club. They tend to be, especially, I know know here in Tallahassee, we have I don't know how many Rotary Clubs and Qantas Clubs, and I've been to several of them as a speaker, and some of them are quite large, and some of them are very small. The next one that I love to recommend to my clients is the Society for Human Resource Management, which is abbreviated as SHRM, S-H-R-M. And SHRM is the primary organization for human resources. So you get to be in a room full of the people who facilitate the hiring process. Now, they're not typically the decision makers. That's usually the manager. 
but they are facilitating that process, perhaps collecting the resumes, perhaps doing an, and background checks and all those things. They're good people to have in your corner. So I love for you to attend a SHRM meeting. And again, you'll probably have to connect up with someone who is a member, but in the, all the SHRMs that I've ever gone to, you get a chance to stand up and introduce yourself. So it's a really good way to get a lot of exposure. Another one is nonprofit fundraisers. So all the nonprofit organizations in your city or, or area are going to have at least one fundraiser a year. Now, there might be some money involved in going, but there are others where you don't have to pay money unless you buy something, like an art auction or something. Or perhaps the cost to just be there is $25, and then as long as you don't buy anything, you're in good shape. So I'm not suggesting that you pay $250 for a plate to go to something like this, especially if you're unemployed. But those fundraisers can be a really good uh, networking opportunity. And typically you're in there with the kind of movers and shakers in the community. The next one that I listed was affinity groups. And so this can be, this can look like a couple of things, but affinity groups, I think meet up when I think this. So if you're not familiar with meet up, it's a, at least nationwide, I don't know if it's beyond the U.S. Uh, for those of you that are in other countries that listen to me, let me know. But meet up is a, 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 a place that houses all the kinds of groups that a community has going for it. So it can be everything from a group of, you know, certain religious beliefs can get together or yoga aficionados or people who love food or wine or whatever. And so those affinity groups can be really useful. I think you want to be, if your primary goal in them is job search, you want to be judicious about which ones you pick because some of them are going to be um, not really career focused and they might necess not necessarily be career focused people in it but those affinity groups can be very useful in that regard. And for that matter, any kind of group, it doesn't have to be on Meetup, but any kind of group that brings together people that love to do the same thing that you love to do is a great way to network. My number six is community organizations. So we're really getting back to nonprofits now um, in general and just being a part of them. Now that could look like being a member of that community organization. It could be that you're a volunteer for that organization. It could be that you receive the services or benefits of that organization. So, you know, it just depends on what kind of community organization it is, but these are typically nonprofits which run the gambit from organizations that help the homeless and, and the, the, the sick to ones that promote arts in your community. So community organizations can be a great place to network. Number seven, and these are not necessarily an import order of importance because it's going to depend on your specific situation. You know, what kind of job are you looking for? What city are you in? What's available to you? All of those things. But my number seven was alumni gatherings. And I was actually just thinking about this today because I saw on, I don't know if it was, if it was Facebook or Instagram, but there are all these chapters. I'm an FSU. My undergrad is from Florida State University, and I'm on their feed or something. And they have these networking events all over um, the country, and I think actually all over the world. And so you can find one of those in your area. If you, you know, go to a small, went to a small school that isn't anywhere near around where you're living, that probably won't work. But most of the larger universities are going to have chapters in any of the major metropolitan areas. And that can be a great place to network with people who feel a sense of kind of 
um, camaraderie with you in a sh under a shared experience because you both went to the same university. Number eight that I put down was community festivals or events. I was thinking about all of the really big, like there was an art festival a couple of weekends ago here in Tallahassee. There's Springtime Tallahassee, which is a huge event that gets written up in um, Southern Living Magazine. And there are, um, you know, fest uh, like um, A Word of South was here recently, which is a, a, a author and music kind of big thing for the whole southeastern United States. So community festivals or events can be a great networking tool, especially if whatever the networking or whatever the festival is about or the event is about is, is something that is passionate for you. Number nine is organized networking events. This is a rather obvious one, but events that are for the sole purpose or for the primary purpose of networking. They often have networking in the tool in the name of the thing. And I talked last week about, you know, kind of what are the benefits of those networking events. And I, I kind of listed two different kind of um, networking events. But just keep in mind that if it says networking in it, that's going to be a really good place to go. Now, most of the people that are there are going to be networking for business purposes, not to look for a job, but you're going to fit right in with them. Number 10 and this is what I don't think we always think about, but your church or your whatever religious establishment you are a member of or go to. So whether it's a synagogue or a um, uh, whatever kind of religious institution it is, those people can be very helpful. And I know my son, who is changing careers now up in the Jersey City area, is using his network at his church very heavily for this. It turns out that there are several people in his church that are in the field that he wants to go into. So he's pretty stoked about that. The next one I have, number 11, is professional meetings. So any kind of professional association meeting or professional development kind of meeting. So this could be something like, you know, if you're, uh, you're a staff accountant in the Society of Public Accountants, if they're having a meeting in your area, that's a great one to go to. It could also be professional development meetings. So if you remember at the beginning, I talked about the Chamber of Commerce. What if the Chamber of Commerce is putting on some sort of training for something to do with computers or something to do with some um, new process or you know something like that? Those kinds of meetings where everybody's kind of in there to do business, to learn, those are great. Number 12 is career fairs. So whether it is your university career fair, because you may have the ability uh, and desire to go back to your university and attend a career fair. There are also career fairs in major metropolitan cities, and those, those can look like a couple of different things. It can be a city-wide one, and those are often put on by the Chamber of Commerce, or it can be a particular a business or industry putting on a job fair. You see this a lot with the healthcare industry, um, so a hospital might do a career fair. Some company that is maybe just starting might do a career fair or they're ramping up because they've gotten some new contract or something that has caused them to need to ramp up their business. And finally, number 13 is LinkedIn groups. So you can join, hopefully you know that you can join organizations on LinkedIn. They're called groups. And if you look up at the top, there's a tab that says groups. And you can click on that and find groups that are of interest to you and contribute in those groups. So it's like attending a professional development meeting or a, 
a professional association meeting, but you're doing it virtually from the comfort of your home. And you want to contribute to the conversation in those areas, ask questions, provide answers to other people's questions or input, and then that, that really can help to connect you with the other members of the group. So now I want to talk about how to make the most of these networking events. I've got seven top tips for you. Number one, I want you to set a goal ahead of time. I want you to decide what will constitute success at this event. So you get in there and make it happen. You have some way to measure. You have some metrics by which to measure. It could be I'm going to speak to success will be that I will introduce myself to 12 people and collect their business cards. It could be, I know that there will be people here from XYZ company that I really want to work for, and I'm going to try to meet at least two of them and make contact. It could be, I'm looking for someone who does X or someone who can, um, who wants me to do X for them, and I'm looking for that resource. So set a goal, and then, then you can go home when the, when you've met the goal. It feels like, okay, I did what I came here to do. I can go home now. You're not just sort of standing there until you're the last one in the room. Number two, you must prepare a brief elevator pitch. So you want to keep that initial intro to like one sentence. I like to keep it really short and kind of leave them wanting to know more. I don't want to give them my whole life story because their eyes are going to glaze over and they're going to wish they had never said hello to me. And so if they're interested, if you give them a little bit of information and they're interested and ask more, then great. But if not, you haven't wasted your breath on them. So you can do this a couple different ways. One is, you know, hi, here's my name, my job title, and my current employer. Or you can say, hi, my name is, and I'm looking for a position in. Or like I do, because I have my own business, then I could tease them with what kind of service I provide. Like, I'm not going to go into depth about being a career coach and a master resume writer and a blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to say, I help 22 to 32-year-old high-achieving liberal arts graduates land the job of their dreams. If they're interested, they'll ask. So that's number two, prepare a brief elevator pitch and practice that sucker in front of the mirror, in front of friends before you go out and have to do it live. Number three, Free up your hands. One of the best pieces of advice I can give you, and this is particularly for the women, although guys, you know, don't don't resist the temptation to take like a padfolio in there or something that's going to occupy your hands. Um, you want to put your business card. So I always, when I was teaching this back in college, I would teach networking. We'd actually have a networking, uh, it was like a, a mock cocktail party. And I taught them how to hold all the, the drink the drink and the, the, the plate and the napkin and shake hands and collect business cards. And one of the best pieces of advice I can give you is make sure you have a jacket on or some kind of completer piece, a, a cardigan or something that has two pockets in it. Guys, for you, it can be your front of your pants pockets. You have your business cards of your own in one pocket. I, I like it in my right pocket because I can get my hand in there real easy. And then I'm going to put other people's business cards in my left pocket. I want to keep those separate because the last thing I want to do is accidentally hand someone else's business card out as my own. It's very embarrassing. So free your hands up. Leave your purse in your car, ladies, if you possibly can, so that you can be hands-free. Number four, position yourself. So the two best places to stand at these networking events is near the food or near the beverage station. This gives you a constant influx of people and allows you to circulate with more individuals. You want to avoid getting stuck in a corner 
where it's easier to get monopolized by someone who is feeling, you know, socially awkward and doesn't want to get out and talk to other people. So they kind of grab and latch onto you and you're stuck. Number five, I want you to make notes immediately after you've met with someone. And their business card is the ideal place to do that. So if you've collected a business card like I want you to, then after you've met with them, you just want to kind of run off someplace and inconspicuously jot some notes on the back of their business card so that you can remember that individual uh, for future follow-up. And, and definitely on your notes, make a note of the ones that you want to follow up with because after you've met with these 12 people in this room or however many you meet with, it's going to be hard to remember the specifics. All right, my number six tip is to connect on LinkedIn. So after you get back from this event, no later than the next day, I want you to take all those business cards and connect with those people. Remind them that you met them at yesterday's networking event, whatever the case may be, and just say, hey, let's connect. You don't have to go into any detail about, hey, I'm hoping we'll meet soon or any nonsense like that. Just, uh, just make that initial connection. And then number seven, schedule one-on-one -on -one meetings as appropriate. So from that room of people, who would I want to do a one-on-one -on -one meeting with? Who, who, you know, now that I've looked on LinkedIn, I see who they're connected to. I see where they work, their job title, where they used to work and what job titles they used to have. I'm seeing a bigger picture of them now than I did when I met them in the room. So who would it make sense for me to follow up with to advance my networking, my job search networking goals? So I hope this has helped you with my seven top tips for kind of how to make the most of those networking events and also where to network. So I hope that some of those ideas that I gave you for where to network were ones you had not thought of. And I'm sure you've got some that I hadn't thought of. So shoot me a, a message and give me some additional ones and I'll stick them in the show notes. So I hope this has been helpful to you. As always, I want to be your career coach. So reach out and shoot me a question. Um, you can also email me. It's lesa at exclusivecareercoaching.com. Uh, my name is Lisa, but it's spelled L-E-S-A. And you can always um, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Hope you will. You can follow me on Facebook at Exclusive Career Coaching. You can follow me on Instagram at Lisa, L-E-S-A dot Edwards. And if you would like to take this work further, you are welcome to set up a free 30-minute consult call with me. I promise I will give you two strategies, tools, resources, tips, things that will propel either your job search or your career management forward. And there's no obligation. If I think I can help you going forward from that call, I will let you know what that looks like. But again, no obligation. So if you're interested in that, you can get the URL to my online calendar in the show notes. And I will see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.